What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? At time of recording, it is Tuesday, December 27th, 2016, and it gives me great pleasure to welcome you back once again to Fighting Fire with Fire, the AJ Roadshow, on the other line in Vermont, in Burlington, Vermont, is my good friend making a uh, return appearance on the podcast. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you, Eric Leroy Simpson. Eric, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing, man? Uh, I won not one but two fantasy football championships last night thanks to Ezekiel Elliott, so I am doing fan-freaking-tastic. <laughs> That's good to hear. Getting paid a, a nice little sum of money, hopefully going to buy some better podcast equipment with it, so that relates directly to Fighting Fire with Fire. Yes. And Did you believe the Cardinals won? The, the Arizona Cardinals? Yeah, they beat Seattle. I couldn't believe reading that score. Well, they were up 31-18 to 18 in that game. Seattle was very inept for a half, oh, okay. and then Russell Wilson let them back. But in any case, I have you on the podcast. You asked if you could come on the podcast. One, because we enjoy doing podcasts together very much. And two, because it's the end of the year, and I already did a top five songs and albums podcast with my boy Jake, and we discussed potentially doing a movie podcast, and I told Jake that I simply hadn't seen enough movies this year. So you and I are going to do our top things of 2016, which is a much more free-form list because we don't have a set number of things that need to be on it. We don't have a set number of categories that you have to address, and they don't have to be ranked. But before we get to any of that, we wanted to address uh, someone we lost today, and that is Carrie Fisher, who was Princess Leia in the original Star Wars trilogy and in The Force Awakens last year, she has passed away at 60 years old. And that is a total bummer because Carrie Fisher was a badass. Eric, what are you going to miss about Carrie? It's, it's, it really sucks because she had really put in a lot of effort to be healthy the last few years. And this sort of came out of nowhere. She was doing well. Um, I read that she they'd already finished filming episode eight, so we'll see her in that one more time. Um, but um, but it just it really sucks. It was just like the last gut punch of 2016. Coming on the heels of us losing George, coming on the heels of us losing George or George Michael a couple days ago. Yeah, it's uh, it's been terrible. We still have a few more days, so I don't want to like jinx it or anything like that. And I'm not even someone who wor- usually worries about jinxes. Uh, do you have a favorite moment uh, with Carrie Fisher either in the Star Wars movies or one of her many hilarious moments on the media circuit she'd had quite a few moments I was reminded of it reading about it today Um, but I really have to say I loved her in and it's this even though it's most people say it's the weakest of the original trilogy I love her in Return of the Jedi, especially after she meets the Ewoks and has all the braided hair and stuff. Mm-hmm. She looks uh, delightful in that. And uh, especially when she's talking to Han at the end when Han's like, no, no, you're with Luke. It's totally okay. And she's like, yo, he's my brother. Relax. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, she's just a gem. And it'll it's a really, really huge loss. I'm really bummed out about that. Yeah. I am certainly going to miss her unabashed, unashamed way that she went about... Whoop! Hi, Ruby. Hello. We're recording a podcast. Wonderful. What? Uh, uh, hello, Ruby. Ruby, my sister is making a real quick surprise appearance. Ruby, are you going to miss Carrie Fisher? And what is there anything in particular you're going to miss about her? 
I know certainly mom is, and she sees her as like a strong leaded woman in that field. I personally didn't have much connection to her. Of course, our family loved Star Wars growing up, but and you bought me a Star Wars Lego set for Christmas. Yes, I you certainly bought me did. an ATST. So shout out to you. Uh, but anyway, thank you. That was a really good appearance by Ruby. A little cameo. <laughs> I'm happy that happens. I hope I don't know if we'll leave that in. We we may we may have we may have to edit that out, but I am very happy that that happened. Uh, Eric, hey, whatever you choose. Eric, it is the end of 2016. We did want to rattle off some top things. I wanted to give you the form. I wanted to ask how you wanted to do this. We could go back and forth and simply you name a thing and we discuss it, and then I name a thing and we discuss it. And before we do that, any last thoughts on Carrie Fisher? And about people we lost in 2016. Um, I'd say, yeah, a huge loss to add to the long list of loved ones and loved figures lost in 2016. Um, I guess I'll do a quick shout out to Rogue One, which I finally saw on Christmas Day. Oh, right. Oh, I'm so I'm so silly. Yeah, we discussed uh, wanting to discuss Rogue One. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I guess we can save a, a longer talk for it maybe at the end in case people want to avoid spoilers um, so we can put it at the end. But real quick, to connect the two stories, I guess, there was um, some odd CG characters in the film. Carrie Fisher made a small appearance at the very end, spoiler alert, but it's not that huge a spoiler. It was pretty predictable. I was um, I was absolutely floored that they had CGI Grand Moff Tarkin uh, from the original Star Wars yeah, and saying. recreated them. And not just recreated in terms of physically being there and just having a shot of him standing in a Star Destroyer on the Death Star. They actually had him have conversations with live actors who are still alive. Very strange. Right. It was really weird. It all, it was like, it's like 98% of the way there, but it's still a teeny bit in Uncanny Valley. You could still tell it. It was sort of like, there was one Reddit comment on in the Reddit discussion that, I agree with it. It said it was still looked a bit more like a video game character than he, than a real person, but it's still really impressive how they did that. Very impressive. Weird. To the point um, where we'll let him get away with it. Yeah. All right. Well, we can leave more Rogue One talk to the end. Um, I guess since you and your buddy Jacob already talked about music a bunch, I thought I'd give a few music things before, and I think we could go by medium here and there. Um, okay. Sort of. Do you want to? So do you want to? Do you want to rattle off a few music? Uh, not rattle off, but do you want to do a, the music stuff first? Yeah, yeah. I'll do a few of my music stuff. I don't have nearly as much to talk about as you or Jacob did, but I'll have a few. I have a couple things. Um, I would say. It'd be tough for me to pick song of the year, but if I did, my I have a couple. I have a, like I think mostly what I'm going to do is I'll do for every medium I'll have like a runners up and a best of for the year. Um, that sounds good to song me. Song of the year runners up. It would have to be. I don't know if I've shown you this, but the the Ninja Sex Party new song Cool Patrol came out in October. For those and, unaware, uh, for those unaware, Ninja Sex Party is a musical artist that has. One of its members, Danny, is a famous YouTuber with a YouTube channel called The Game Grumps, which Eric showed me and Eric enjoys right. very much. And Ninja Sex Party, or NSP for short, have sort of their own traction and their own legion of uh, diehard fans, and Eric is among that group as well. Right, although NSP's fandom and Game Grumps fandom are very much intertwined. Um, yeah, lots of overlap. definitely give them a boost. Yeah. Brian is uh, the other half of Ninja Six Party. Brian is actually a full Game Grumps uh, member now. 
he joined about a year ago, and uh, he's hilarious as well. And that's but your yes, that's your runner up song of the year, right? It's a really funny song, but it also marked a drastic improvement in audio quality and production quality for them because they've um, Game Grumps has given them a lot more publicity and they've you know have a little bit more money to to put into things, but also like their low budget their low budget song quality was also kind of part of their thing. It was, it was funny. They did it in a funny way, but they chose to finally, uh, up the audio quality and it was a remarkable improvement. And I it was really welcome for me. Um, so yeah, then for, uh, for song of the year, I would have to give it to a song off of what will also be in my album, uh, list short list. Um, the Blink-182 song left alone, I don't know if you've listened to enough of, of Blink Twenty Two's new album. To Left Alone, one, but it's a welcome listen. It's um, very smooth, and I uh, particularly love it for. I very recently interpreted it in a new way. It sounds like it's like a song about loneliness, but then I reinterpreted it as a song about togetherness with a loved one, and I it has a very strong connection between me and my girlfriend Megan, and. Uh, yeah, it just I I close my eyes every time I get to the chorus, and I just sort of get into a trance that takes me back to the the golden days of Blink Eighty Two, and it's uh, utter bliss. Very nice, very nice song of the year. Left alone, Blink One Eighty Two, Eric's song of the year, and this is it's part one of your top things. I will go back and because I already did a top five songs and albums list with Jake, I tried to think of a moment that we didn't really address and talk about. And one of my top things of 2016 is the fact that the late, great David Bowie called his own shot on the album and specifically the song Black Star. He knew that he was going shortly and he got to interpret it musically without people knowing. And he got to release that album and sort of give have have an incredible amount of closure that a lot of people, especially musicians, don't ever get. And then he got to see people react to the album and give it some acclaim and have people say, it is so nice to have another David Bowie album. We love David Bowie. And then he was like, I'm out. And that is a magical fitting end to that dude's, I I think the words are overused, but legacy. Yes, I completely agree. It was a bit of a shock, and that was the first. He was the first major celebrity we lost in 2016. That was the first ten days of the year. Yeah, it's and it seems so long ago now. It's crazy. Um, although his loss is still felt to at the end of the year, and will be for a long time. I I, uh, I think it's crazy that we got Bowie at the beginning of the year, George Michael at the end of the year, and Prince in the middle. It's just a lot of uh, individual artist talent that 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 we have to say bye to and leonard cohen mixed in there as well but i'm about to sneeze yeah. and i apologize for that in advance hopefully by talking about it i won't have to okay yeah. good all right good so what is your next top thing eric all right so <laughs> okay album of the year i have to give it to um ninja sex party also made a uh cover album called under the covers that came out back in march and it is a welcome listen um did a bunch of uh, 70s and 80s rock tunes, including some you know huge classics like uh, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Great song. They also did uh, Jump by Van Halen. Is also a good song. And my favorite out of all of them is probably uh, they did Pink Floyd's Wish You Were Here. I've really good song. Extensively since that came out. And I actually like NSP's version a little bit better. 
Um, that is, that is, audio is a little bit cleaner. That is, I'll, I'll send you a link after we're done recording. It's that is wonderful. fairly to very sacrilegious and blasphemous. However, I understand. However, I, you know, people love cover versions all the time for just the musical reasons. Obviously, Pink Floyd is by nigh on untouchable. But all I right, really like NSP's rendition. So that's that's your album of the year. This is my runner-up album of the year. And so, let me guess: your album of the year is Blink One Eighty Two's California. Of course, uh, you knew it. You knew it from the. You already knew it. You knew it before that album even came out. I mean, it's Ugh. they're your they're your favorite musical artist of all time, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, so of course uh, it was going to be your number one album. Yeah, and I and I could feel so. This is the first album they've made without Tom DeLonge. DeLonge, I always forget how to pronounce his who, name. Who, who, despite uh, how easy it is to make fun of his voice, it is impossible to overstate that the dude invented a way of singing. Tom DeLonge, if you say the word "fine" as "fine." When you're singing, that's because of Tom DeLonge. <laughs> I, 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 it's amazing yeah. that that dude influenced how. Where are you? Right. That's 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 really what I think of. If I think of people making fun of Tom DeLonge, I think of the beginning of his part that's of funny. "I Miss You." Yeah, and I'm so sorry. Oh, and it's oh, the first God. album oh, they made. Yeah. It's the first album they made without Tom DeLonge. Yeah, no, no. It's it's still Travis Barker. It's still. Mark Hoppus, yeah. right? Mark and, um, Hoppus, yes. They're and they're in the replacement guitarist. He's from the Alkaline Trio. His name is Matt Skiba, and he oh, okay. was a welcome addition. And uh, they, it was just good. I could definitely tell that they got a lot more creative creativity flowing without Tom slowing them down. Because he kept, he was delaying them. He kept backing out of shows and recording time, and really just you know harping on everything. And then he kept, then he had the. Annoyingly, kept being like, "No, no, I'm still in the band." When they were like, "No, you're, no, you're not," um, just so like you know, the fans wouldn't hate on him or anything like that. But yep. anyway, the album is uh, not everyone was a huge fan of it, but I absolutely loved it. It was a really fun album, and I've listened to it more than I. It was. It had been a long time since I listened to an album over and over and over this year in a you know you know a couple of years probably, but I absolutely loved this album. I enjoyed. Uh, the opening track that was my favorite one. Uh, cynical. cynical, yeah, cynical. That was the. Yeah, uh, yeah. Granted, I haven't listened to the whole thing front to back yet, so I can't pass judgment on it. However, I enjoyed that opening track very much. Cynical. So I'm glad you enjoyed it. And are you going to see them live? Are they going to tour? Um. Oh, well, actually, I saw them live back in August with Joshua Starr, and it was a, a fantastic time. And um, did it did it have the same kind of punch as when you saw them when Tom was still in the band? Um, yes and no. It was still always great to see them. I think the show was a bit shorter than the previous couple shows I'd seen with them. Um, also with Josh Starr, but he they overall still put on a really good show. You can although you can there's signs of their age. You can tell like when they went on they performed uh, the lead single "Bored to Death" along with "What's Made Again" on the on the late show with Colbert. And you can tell their voices are kind of shot, um, but the production on the album hides that fact, hides that really well. And it's, uh, but the show was still really good. I had a lot of fun. Um, I think it's just sort of nothing matches the first time you see a band you always wanted to see. It's true. And as a, I'll, I'll go through another one of my other top things. Of you asked me to make a top things list, and so I just sort of went things rather than albums or songs. So. 
Run the Jewels, a rap group that I enjoy very much, just dropped their third album, Run the Jewels 3, on Christmas morning. And the two dudes, Killer Mike and LP, shared it on Twitter and put it on Apple Music and then gave everybody a free download link. And it all started by LP tweeting out, hey, and then tweeting out, psst, and then tweeting out, psst. <laughs> and his, his internet sense of humor, he's a great Twitter follow. I just really enjoyed the two of them. And they also made a Portlandia sketch that went along with it about that is a bit of meta humor about album releases. And the album is really good. No hip hop has ever made me want to mosh more than the first two Run the Jewels album and now this third one. They're coming to the House of Blues in Boston on February 24th. I'm definitely going to be in the building for that. Can't wait. So... Shouts to Killer Mike and LP and to Run the Jewels because those dudes make fantastic music and I'm glad it was. They have a song on their first album called A Christmas Fucking Miracle and that's exactly what this was. It was A Christmas Fucking Miracle that they dropped their third album a couple weeks early. And what is your next top thing of 2016, Al, uh, Eric? All right. Um, I thought I'd transition to television so that we could have some more overlap of things to talk about. Agreed. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna save. I have a. I hope that we have the same number one show of the year. We could do a, like a, talk about a show of the year or episodes of the year, but um, I think I'll do a couple. I have a couple runners up. Go for it. Honorable mentions as they are. Um, Lay it on me. I want to start with a late night show that came in with some uh, with to spit and fire. Um, Full frontal with Samantha B came onto the scene really strong. It was um, definitely had a lot more bite than any of the other late night shows have had. Because mm-hmm. um, Trevor Noah is great, but he doesn't have the same uh, anger level of anger that John Stewart had. But Samantha B really brings it, and she is really amusing to watch. And she doesn't hold back anything. It's wonderful. I'm glad she and got she a shout out on this pod. She deserves it. Yeah, she she and all of her staff have done very good work, especially through the election. Yes, they did. Um, other couple of other shout outs um i know you've talked a lot about the show on the podcast about atlanta i caught about half of the the season so far it's after the last couple episodes were really really funny and i agree that it's a really a breath of fresh air especially with dialogue so good it's so good my number one out my number one show um, of the year oh it is okay cool well i know well i know we'll be able to talk a lot about my number one um, which will come with some spoilers, but we'll, but that'll be sort of inherent. Um, I also want to quick kick uh, quick shout outs to um, Bojack Horseman season three was good. Archer season seven was really good, and it landed on a cliffhanger, so I'm really itching to see the new one. Um, there was also I also I still need to check out Westworld and Stranger Things. I saw one episode of Stranger Things and it and it looks really promising. I still haven't watched Stranger Things. I think my mom, my sister, and I are all going to watch it together. As for Westworld, it uh, is all plot. I think it was sort of an alley oop to people who love just going into deep, deep subreddit theory. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, portals. For sure. It, it was a show just sort of tailor-made for that and leaves a lot to be desired in terms of caring about characters and whatnot. However, it's impeccably made, impeccably shot, and very well acted. So I think still think it's um, worth your time. So, yeah. Um, and oh, Black Mirror, I think, uh, yeah, that, um, that also is really good. I still need to finish um, season three as well as the first two seasons, actually. But, but your number one they, show. Of the year – 
was Game of Thrones season six. It was really, really, really good. And I was glad to have this up there as number one because, you know, all the other stuff I was trying to, like, as I was making my list, I was like, I'm really, you know, hurt by a recency bias on a lot of these. Um, but Game of Thrones season six, I was, I was not obsessed with much else this year than that show. And, oh, boy. There were some doubts with last season that, that, that the showrunners could keep it going after they ran out of book material. But, oh, man, was this season a knockout. Absolutely. And it's a show that now that the train is off the track. God damn it. God damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> I'm really sorry. No, no, no. That's my boy. That's Jake texting me, uh, telling me to use my fantasy football winning money to buy movie tickets so we can have a movie podcast, which is pretty funny. <laughs> Uh, I'm really, I just, I'm sure that sound, that pinging sound is really bad for people who are listening to the podcast. Harsh on the headphones. Sorry about that. Anyway, this is still a rudimentary podcast. We're working out the kinks. I think that... There's some charm to that. I, 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 I hold that. There's some charm to the interruptions. I think that Game of Thrones is the, certainly the, the, the only show that's left where I have to, have to be sitting on my couch or, or wherever I'm sitting at 9 p.m. on Sunday in order to watch that thing live. It is absolutely not just imperative to see it and then discuss it immediately afterwards with people. It's the only show I feel compelled to do that with. I didn't feel compelled to do that with any of the other shows I watched this year, Westworld, Atlanta, what have you. But with Game of Thrones, you got to be there for it, experience it as it airs, and then mm-hmm. sort of just revel in how ambitious it is. That The last two episodes... Is the best oh my God. the 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 best back to back episodes of the show I think ever, and the best back to back episodes of a television show in a long long time. It's gonna be incredible next season. The ball has really ran like every, all the plot is really picking up speed, and the last two two seasons of the show are gonna be off the rails, off the chain, the hook, the grid, wherever else they can be off. <laughs> My favorite episode of television of 2016 has been discussed at length on this podcast. That's San Junipero, the fourth episode of the third season of Black Mirror. But this, uh, 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 number 2A and 2B are Battle of the Bastards and whatever the season finale was called. Uh, I forget. Oh, for sure. For sure. Because That's all right. Battle, we, all know, we all know what it means. Battle of the Bastards was just about as good a war set piece as you could have my particularly the tracking shot from behind Jon Snow where everything is just brown and covered in mud and you can't tell which side is which and it's all just adrenaline and chaos and violence and death yeah it's the most harrowing I I, I thought that was totally brilliant him almost getting buried underneath all the bodies the pile of bodies it was great Right, right And then the fina- there was also the um, how with every every season of Game of Thrones has always had something monumental happen in episode nine. Yeah, the penultimate episode, yeah, episode eight. But then things sort of like have a few moments in episode ten, but mostly it sort of winds down and builds for the next season. This season's episode not the case. Not not the not case. The Winds of Winter. That's what the episode's title. It, no, it's uh, called right. So which is which as is soon as, as soon as the. Uh, the wildfire starts to go. You're like, oh no, they're not holding back. Well, as soon, well, as soon as as soon as the as soon as the 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 winds of winter starts and it has you, it, Game of Thrones doesn't really use musical scores ever, and so when you hear that piano music, it, it's the most ominous. Just for, ugh, it's it's powerful, and you see 
I think it's it's Tommen and Cersei and Marjorie and a bunch of people getting dressed and sort of putting on it's all the non, it's a bunch of the non-soldiers putting on their version of armor and then you have the fantastic drama of Marjorie's spidey sense going off and trying to get the high sparrow out yeah. of the building and La- Lancel Lannister crawling towards the wildfire to try and blow out the candle it's great and I will never forget watching it with my friend Robbie and there's as Tommen puts down his crown and goes off screen for a moment after the whole thing is blown up he says you know he told me my boy Robbie said you know I think this might actually be good for Tommen and then he and then he j- jumps out the window oh god it <laughs> spoiler was alert I, and that was the that was actually the most agency he'd had the entire series was that decision to jump right uh yeah, Game of Thrones, number one show of the year. One other thing I wanted to do that in terms of TV, that was there were a bunch of great TV moments this year. My favorite was Dave Chappelle's Saturday Night Live monologue, him coming back. Oh my god, it was great. Oh, it was so fantastic. He's one. He's one of the best stand-ups of all time, and it's effortless. It's interesting to hear how his voice has changed from when he was on top of the world, and he still does the balance between so funny and so brutally honest and very you know transparently aware of what the country needed to hear and oh, sure. him ending it by asking Trump to give the historically disenfranchised a chance is a poignant moment mm-hmm. that I hope people stick by so that's my that's 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 all she wrote for television I think do you have your next top thing of 2016 Eric so I don't think I'll, I haven't I have a bunch of movies I wrote down here but I don't think any of them stand out to me as the best movie of 2016 I don't think I've seen that movie yet I loved Rogue One, Rogue One a lot but I didn't make this list um, uh, I have so I think yeah I think I'm with your friend Jacob but we have to see some more movies yep. and if I want to do a proper best of movies list, it would probably become not until like mid to late January after I've seen some of the Oscar nods. There is no chance I could possibly make a movie pod with you, Jake, or anybody else before I see freaking Moonlight, okay? I have to see Moonlight yeah, like too many right now. three months ago I needed to see that movie. Anyway, yeah. Uh, my I actually well, made a list few... I made a list of movies that, no, go ahead. Well, okay, well, we can write off a list of movies that we really enjoyed this year without necessarily putting them on a rank, on any sort of rank. Yep. Um, I'll go first, uh, and it was the early, definitely the earliest movie, the earliest release of the year that has any ranking of any deserve to be talked about is Deadpool. Uh, I have, I have, a surprise. I have written down, I have written down as one of my top things of 2016. I had Ryan Reynolds reinvigorating his own career and R-rated comedies in one fell swoop. He just happened to do it in a superhero movie. Yeah, that's a good point. It was very. That's 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 why Deadpool is such a success. One, he's a, it's a great character that was done right, but two, because it did it, it undid lots of tropes at the same time. It has also had a great romantic plot, wonderful plot, wonderful performance by Marina Bakarin, Inara from Firefly as the love interest, and she was fantastic. Is it Bakarin or Bakarin? Whatever. Uh, I don't know. I I I enjoyed him because Reynolds is really good at being a prick. He just always has been. 
It's it's mm-hmm. he's he was he was always meant to sort of just be Van Wilder and have that be his movie star persona, and Deadpool is the kind of the perfect vehicle for it. Of course, and um, it's the it's the uh, highest grossing R rated movie of all time. Yep, easily. Um, the other the, the the other superhero movie from that first part of the year, Civil War, is also uh, one of the three of one of the three or four best Marvel movies. It's it's really we Marvel's just spoiling us at this point. Well, I can't. I feel like it's unfair. Civil War has an unfair advantage of coming after like two Avengers movies and Captain America, um, Winter Soldier, and Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like it did. Kendrick Civil War did everything perfectly, and yet it's still just like a man that's really good. And then it sort of it was still managed to sort of be like forgotten in the latter half of the year. Um, but it was so much fun seeing the, the airport fight scene was one of the best. The best choreographed fight scenes in movie in in a uh, in comic book movie history, easily. What other movies did you like this year, Eric? Um, I wrote down. I gave a small tick to Fantastic Beasts, but I think more onto the point. I would want to put the Harry Potter universe and how that's still going strong five years after the last movie came out and nine years after the last book came out. We saw. Uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, the screenplay, and also the play debuted in over, I think, in July. Um, I still haven't read that yet, so I can't pass judgment. Although I think it was had mixed mixed results. Fantastic Beasts, however, was a really, really, really fun movie, and I'm excited to see where that goes. Although not everyone was down, or at least not a, a lot of people were like, "This is good," but like, do we really need four more of these? I am kind of done. I, I once I saw Deathly Hallows Part Two, I was kind of done with Harry Potter, so I remain done. That's totally valid. Um, as much as I love Eddie Redmayne, he's very pretty, but yeah, I, I, fantastic. I, I, I don't know. I, I I don't need to revisit see, that universe. Did, did you see the movie? No. All right. Well, I, I'd ask you to at least give it a shot at some point. Although I don't. That's, I don't, that's fair you know, to say. Be like, no, skip Moonlight. Go see it. No, no, you should definitely wait for a while. Enormous, enormous anti shout out to Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. What an ab- <laughs> what what an abomination of cinema that was! Holy cow! Brilliant. I didn't even um, I didn't even Squad see didn't Suicide really Squad. Pieces that well either. It's one of the reasons Marvel can look so good is because they are standing in stark contrast to how awful all these DC movies are. Anyway, uh, oh, also, quick little tiny shout out to the movie Bad Moms, which I saw on a date and really liked. <laughs> Really liked that movie. Shouts to. I'll give a small Bad shout out to the movie. Um, Mike, Mike and Dave need wedding dates. That was also a small comedy that I ended up enjoying over the summer a lot, especially because I love Aubrey Plaza and Anna Kendrick. They're fantastic, and Adam Devine. I think he's an un- underrated comedian these days. All right, Adam that is that is that is about all we got for movies. Do you want? Do you have any other mediums and categories that you want to talk to us about, Eric? Um, video games. Although I think I'll be a little one-sided with this one. It will be a little one-sided because I am so out of touch, and the only I only have my old 360, and me and Tien and Elliot, other guests of this podcast, we play Halo together sometimes, like Halo Four. So we're very, yeah, yeah. very outdated. But rattle off some of your favorite games of the year. All right, real quick. Um, I a lot of these didn't necessarily come out in 2016, but I really enjoyed them in 2016. First, I'll give a shout out to Rocket League, which has. I it had been a long time since I really enjoyed an online multiplayer game, and Rocket League is still going strong. I still play it a lot. 
Um, and I played on both PC and Xbox One, and it's still really, really fun, and they keep adding new stuff um, without charging lots of money for DLC, unlike most games these days. Um, I'll also give a shout-out to... Um, I got into Kingdom Hearts again this year. I played a couple games. One of them is called Chain of Memories, and I got played the main entry Kingdom Hearts 2, and that was that took up a lot of my summer. Those were a lot of fun. How many times oh. did you hear Sora, Donald, Goofy as of the course oh, of playing God. that? You should got to keep a counter. The dialogue and story is just like you have to really like Disney and be invested to get through it, but it's still I still had a lot of fun with it. Um, I'll also give a shout-out to Jackbox Party Pack 3. I brought it up on a previous podcast of yours. Um, it's a, still a lot of fun. Uh, great party game to like, you know, when you don't necessarily have to like, you know, when people aren't necessarily as engaged. It's a little like Cards Against Humanity. You can still play it when you're drunk. Um, I think that was all my honorable mentions, which brings me to, I think, what was totally hot, so hot this year in terms of games was Pokemon. Pokemon Go took e-world by storm it was an absolute phenomenon even if by this time of the year it's dropped off a lot it's still like the top paid app overall for the year i'm pretty sure yeah it was everybody had it i i didn't i never downloaded it because well one i don't have an unlimited data plan and two i didn't want to just sort of go around catching stuff but that's because i'm a dweeb I, 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 you know, I don't know. I should have gotten with the program. I, I really love Pokemon. I can name you the first 28 Pokemon in the Pokedex in order right now. So I don't know why I wouldn't have played it. But in any case, it was a fascinating thing to see both from a sociological perspective and from a a video game getting people out of their house and exercising and taking steps and you know if you combine Pokemon Go with a Fitbit I'm sure a lot of people got a lot more exercise in than they would if they hadn't purchased the app so hopefully it sets the stage for more video game apps to do that in the coming months and years it was un- it was unreal to see people outside and like and going walking out to a group of people be like hey did you catch anything and like and that having that playing a game on a, a sort of like a on a scale like that was something that was a unique very unique experience. If you do ever get the chance, I do at least like uh, implore you to give it a shot with and with other people, of course. Is down in Florida would be better since it's you no one wants to go outside when it's cold right now. Very but true. Summer it was perfect. Um, it's a balmy eighty degrees here in Boca Raton, Florida, which is where I spend the last week of every single year. Of course. Uh, um, I think. What was your number one video that, game of the year? Though that was it. I Pokemon Go. I I also broke Pokemon Yellow because it made me get back into Yellow. Um, I have I do have Pokemon Moon, but I haven't been playing it as much. I've been doing a lot of other things right now. Well, the holidays have just been super busy, so I haven't as much, I haven't much time to play. Definitely. Um, I think everything everything remaining on my list is sort of miscellaneous. I love so this. Better. This I've been I've been waiting for the miscellaneous category. I was going to throw a couple out there. Uh, All right, you you go. I'm going to go one. My boy Chancellor Bennett, Chancellor Rapper, became a bona fide star in front of a national audience this year thanks to a series of fantastic performances on late night television of different songs on his album he said he wanted to perform every single song from the album on national tv and he might he's done seven or eight of them so far he wore a mario overall outfit to a major award show and got totally fanboyed over beyonce at the vmas and his unwavering 
life-affirming belief in people, the sort of joyful, youthful exuberance with which he lives his life got finally shown to the masses. And for those of us who have been following Chance for several years, it was a joy to see fame only exacerbate the great qualities about him. And I hope that he continues to kill it in 2017. Yeah, hip-hop has just had a great year, I gotta say. Preach. Yeah, um, and, I, and I, have, I haven't been kneeling to a list as, uh, nearly as much as you have, or Jacob have. But give, give me a miscellaneous top. Have, give me a miscellaneous uh, top I'll, thing I'll of twenty sixteen. The sport of baseball for for a sport that is great call. Fun of, great call for it's it's oh it's boring or it takes forever. Um, baseball was huge in a big way this year. Not only did we have our boy Big Poppy Diavertiz number thirty four have one of the possibly the greatest retirement season in any major team sport that anyone's ever seen. But the fucking Chicago Cubs won a goddamn World Series. One of the few highlights, one of the few positive things that came out of 2016 was the Cubs entering their 108-year losing streak. It was awesome. It was so awesome that I did a whole solo pod about it. It was all mm-hmm. just love for for Theo Epstein and for that organization and for Bill Murray and for the city of Chicago. It was great. And oh yeah. That the fact that they came from down 3-1 to do it and the fact that they had uh, it come down to game seven and game seven was not particularly well played, but was, you know, given the circumstances between the Cubs 108 year drought, the Indians is 68 year drought. The fact that the, uh, the mm-hmm. Cleveland had just won a title with the Cavs who had come back from down three, one and now Cleveland might blow a three, one lead. The, uh, the, given the circumstances, mm-hmm. it might've been the most dramatic baseball game. Uh, certainly of our lifetimes, and you could uh, you could make the argument ever way yeah, up there. Seriously, uh, it was just I was only bummed that the Red Sox didn't get further than they did. Yeah, they uh, they uh, they completely uh, pooped up the joint in the playoffs. But whatever. The, the silver lining there was that we didn't have to root against the Cubs at all after that. Definitely um, not. Um, all right. Other miscellany. Do you have any other sports ones? I don't have any more sports. I do have a couple more sports ones. Uh, one is Leicester. Right, one is Leicester City winning the Premier League. Uh, because oh, yeah, that has to be brought up. Oh my god. Because I know everybody points to the five thousand one odds thing, but just looking at the salaries of Leicester City versus the salaries of the the big five: Liverpool, Arsenal, Man City, Man United, Chelsea in the Premier League, and how they. Unlike American sports, I think people really like American sports because you can sneak into the playoffs and then win a title. That happens in baseball, hockey, and football all the time. But in the Premier League, because it's just a nine-month odyssey where you just play every team twice, the best team always wins. If you're the best team in the Premier League, you win the title. That's how it goes. And they, Leicester City unequivocally proved they won the title going away. They were the best team for nine months and beat the other best teams in England and earned it. And they all played for each other and... They they had so so such fewer shots on goal and just stats wise none of it made sense and mm-hmm. I love that sports can do that even in a sport like the Premier League it was so much fun to root for them for Riyad Mahrez and for Jamie Vardy and for Casper uh, Schmeichel their goalie and for 
Oh yeah, Ranieri, their manager. I, I also I love foreign soccer names. Casper Schmeichel is a fantastic name. Anyway, to Leicester City, uh, the five thousand one oh, yeah. champs, and the the only other sports moment I have written down here, and I had a bunch of sports moments that you could you we could talk about. We could talk about the fearsome foursome from the Rio Olympics. Simone Biles, Katie Ledecky, Michael Phelps, and Usain Bolt. Of all those, I think Michael Phelps doing the "Are you not entertained?" gladiator thing after he beat Chad yeah. LeClaw is probably my favorite moment. And then we could have another whole podcast about sports in 2016. Certainly, certainly could be its own podcast. And then uh, number one with a bullet is LeBron's block in Game Seven of the NBA Finals. Yeah, the fact that the Cavs beat the unstoppable Warriors is remarkable. And the fact that they just beat the Warriors the other day on Christmas Day in a crazy comeback game and that we are on a just an inevitable path to a rubber match between the Cavs and Warriors is so much fun. Yeah, it's going to be good. So um, so that's all the sports moments that we wanted to talk about. All right, let's see what else I have here. Um <laughs> I wrote dogs <laughs> on here. A shout out to dogs, uh, best animal of 2016. Um, I think a lot of this was too, because we've, I talked about how I still prefer cats on the podcast, but I'm really cats are losing the, the dogs are bridging the gap for me. They like just appreciation of Cali. And then my, um, two family members brought two new dogs to the hall, to, to my house for my parents' house for Thanksgiving and Christmas here. They're named, uh, Joey and Louie and they're all all three dogs including Callie are part poodle and they're all wonderful although Louie's still a puppy so she's all over the place but um but yeah I think and also just the my roommate's cat is kind of a bitch and that everyone can agree on that who's met that cat but um yeah I shout out to dogs as an animal they're pretty awesome and they've gained a lot of big standing in my in my book this year fantastic uh, that was great. I, I I'm trying to think of another miscellaneous thing just to end our podcast with because it's there have been. I have one more big one. I have a couple more big ones. Go if for you, it. Go for it. I'd, I'd you should okay. Well, one not to preach at the choir, but I have to give one to Fighting Fire with Fire, the AJ Rose. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I've been loving listening to this podcast, and I'm I you might you might be aware. I'm, you've given me a couple of shout outs for being a steady listener, and I I uh, I've just been I've been loving listening to you guys, you and your buddies talk. It's been awesome to be on the podcast. It's been a lot of fun, and I look forward to doing it a bunch more times. Um, but yeah, well, I've listened to every episode. Um, I even like you. Your podcast talking about Black Mirror made me watch Black Mirror so I could listen to it. That's crazy, man. That's awesome. Yeah, of course. And uh, I, I love that we're giving ourselves a nice pat on the back here. Hopefully, <laughs> know, right? hopefully, what is, tw- this, what is this Hollywood at the Oscars? Yeah, seriously. I think that 2017 will hopefully be big things for the podcast. I won't be talking to you via Facebook audio with a just holding the microphone up to the computer as 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 our conversation. It's it's super. It's been rudimentary the whole way, but uh, thanks to. Ezekiel Elliott and some fantasy football money. Maybe we can change that with uh, some well-spent cash on podcast equipment. And yeah, for sure. And maybe I can do a, f- a tweet from the AJ Rose Twitter account, and we can try and do a do a more professional, less rookie job of managing this show. <laughs> so hopefully, bigger and better things are coming, and I hope that you're a part of it, Eric. 
Right, yeah, for sure. Um, I guess before I get to the last major one, I'll rattle off a few more honorable mention miscellaneous ones. Um, a TV show I forgot to mention was Luke Cage, although um, it, after it sort of like it was sort of blend, blended in with the rest of the Netflix TV shows. I still think Jessica Jones is the best one of them all. Um, uh, another a video game I forgot to mention, Inside. It was the same people who made Limbo. It was a short, two D side scroller with a unbelievably unpredictable twist of a crazy ending and just the whole thing was really dark and really thoughtful and wow what an experience I recommend you try that you could beat the game in like a couple hours um, and I'll give another one to <laughs> the the one something that made me laugh more than anything else this year consistently was the Rooster Teeth uh, show they do called Million Dollars But I briefly mentioned it on the first podcast I came on um, it's just a show where they act out scenarios for a few million dollars but there's a stipulation uh, absolutely hilarious go check that out on YouTube um, um, there was also I finally read a, a for the first time I read a graphic novel this year called Sex Criminals it's very adult um, but it's about um, this couple that have the, they gain the superpower of whenever they have sex the time freezes and they tend to they, they usually they fuck around with shit and they they uh, realize they could rob banks and it's it's a crazy story um so yeah that's another recommendation also just give a one one and another many shout out to game grumps uh i still watch them very closely and they've had a they had a great christmas week of playing really shitty christmas themed games did you know how hard it is to find a christmas themed video game it's very hard um and i think i think that was all of my list except for the last big one let's go for it eric let's do one last let's go out with a bang yeah, another gushy one. Um, my favorite human being of 2016 has to go to my loving. Thank girl. you, Eric. No, I'm kidding. Oh yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 yeah, but uh, and I believe your favorite. I believe your favorite human gushy. being is. Uh, I believe your favorite human being has been on this podcast multiple times. Yes, she has, and um, I owe her a lot. Without her, my 2016 would have been pretty awful pretty devastating uh, it's been a rough year but she really made it worth it and i wouldn't change 2016 if i meant i never met her for sure oh wonderful and i know she can hear me in the next room uh <laughs> she's uh she's trying she's probably trying to stay quiet i don't know but yeah shout out to her she's the best to megan yay and i will end this podcast by saying that for another two weeks uh two to three weeks we're still gonna have uh barack hussein obama as the president of the united states and it's been really really uh i i think no matter what no matter no matter what you say about the dude it's been quite an experience and quite a ride to have that dude as president it's been really tumultuous and it's not to 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 say the least it is not going to be the same when the president-elect becomes the president so yes I think it's been uh, overall not the greatest year. We have found things that we loved about the year, and among them, I love you, kid. So I really appreciate you coming oh, on and talking about too, your favorite things in 2016. I look back. I look forward to having you back on Fighting Fire with Fire in 2017. Uh, some quick housekeeping before we get out of here: you can listen to all episodes of Fighting Fire with Fire at SoundCloud.com/slash Fighting Fire with Fire. You can go on our Facebook page and like us at facebook.com slash the aj rose show tweet at us at the aj rose show email us aj rose show at gmail.com eric 
do you have anything to say to the people before we get out of here uh shout out to google play and youtube red for allowing me to listen to you without running out of data every time yeah uh, yeah um it's been an absolute pleasure uh listening and and talking on this show um shout out to all the lovelies uh do you have a name for your viewers or your listeners yet no, although that's a good idea. Uh, yeah, you, I, bet, I bet Sam could come up with something good. Sam, 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 Sam's always coming. Good, Sam, Sam's good. always coming up with something good. We talked earlier today. We're gonna have have big things planned. We might uh, record a podcast later this week. So that's a little tease for you guys. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Sam Hanna definitely wins best uh, podcast guest of 2016. Oh, he's hilarious. He's great. Oh, let's let's see if he can win it multiple years in a row. So for Eric Leroy Simpson. <laughs> I'm AJ Rose. This has been Fighting Fire with Fire, the AJ Rose Show. We hope you've enjoyed it. We will see you next time. Until then, cheers. Uh, Yeah, crack a beer and have some fun. Love you all. Bye.